When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the edition of the Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem. This is, of course, a non-YouTube episode this week. We're uh, letting the boys kind of chill a little bit. It's a long weekend. Maddie's recovering from Monday Night Football. Me and Chris are exhausted from work. Nobody wants to be on camera right now. I literally, I think I'm, ro- I'm out here rocking like a bandana, a Carhartt shirt, eating fried chicken and drinking beer. This is literally heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that being said... We had a great NFL weekend. Um, Matt uh, sort of stumbled a little bit. Me and Chris made up some ground. So getting better. Down a touchdown, baby. Down a touchdown. I'm only down six points. It's, it's it, We're catching up. I think this week's pickums went exactly how I expected them to go, which was I looked at the schedule and I was like, this is going to be rocky. There's going to be – it's going to be very – it's like 25% chance I'm actually going to do well with this and – I was like, let me go with some of the favorites. I When I tell you I was really battling myself, I really wanted to take Oklahoma State, but I just couldn't talk myself into taking them over Oklahoma, which yeah. if I just trusted my gut, I would have hit my, I would have hit that upset. I would have had my gimme, but I've LSU, I just can't go against my team. It backfired. I, I was one for four in college. It was pretty bad. I was the same yeah. way. I After we went unanimously on Oklahoma, I was like, should I switch it right now or just, like, just ride it out? I'm like, okay, Oklahoma's probably going to win. I'm but so then. mad because, like – I had it with, um, dude, it was literally a three-point loss. Fucking Oklahoma State. Mike Gunyan, a stupid fucking mullet. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, I shot 100% on, I think, yeah, on on Sunday. Besides my upset pick, I think I, no, fucking Dolphins. So yeah, I missed no. on some college games, and I missed on my upset. I messed up. With LSU, Oklahoma, and the Dolphins. Those are, I think, my three losses. I hit on my upsets. I took the Commanders over the past. Yeah, I only shot four of eight, which is just not great. That's 50%, though. Yeah, I mean. We're chipping away. Technically, I shot four or seven. But, you know, the one it's worth double is the one I missed on. But we'll start off the show with some breaking news. Carson Wentz is playing football again. He's a Ram. Well, I want to start playing I'm a Ram by uh, Chris Stapleton, but I don't want to get hit with a copyright infringement. So, that being said, corny jokes aside, Car- uh, Kamikaze Carson Commando Kamikaze Wentz is now a Ram for the inevitable 15th time this year Matt Stafford gets hurt because he should have retired. I actually am kind of excited for this. Um, their season ain't going nowhere anyway. This is this dude's Baker Mayfield moment to get himself back on a team. I think it should have humbled the shit of him needing to play for the first eight weeks of the season or the last eight weeks of last season. So, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be fun. 
to kind of see how this goes. I mean, those fucking commies in Washington robbed me of my once return to Philadelphia moment. Bastards. Um, <laughs> that being said, I'm pulling for the guy. Listen, uh, it's like watching an ex-girlfriend who screwed you over. You're you're mad, but once you've seen them trash their life enough, you're kind of just like you're rooting for them to get back to even. <laughs> so you're just I, like, yeah. and this is from personal experience, as Matt knows. You see your ex-girlfriend fuck up enough, and Matt's knowing I'm referring to one of my exes. You see them fuck up enough with their life, you're kind of rooting for them to get back to break even. So you don't feel like such a jackass hating them. Yeah, you don't you don't expect to actually see what you kind of hope happens. Then when you actually see it happening, like, all right. I had enough. You can, you can yeah, do good this now. Is rude. I, I feel like God's going to hit me with a karma bomb in about 30 seconds. I think this is going to go. I think this is going to go exactly as expected for the Rams. I think Jared Goff's going to come in, probably have a good first game back. Like something like a Baker Mayfield where he has like a decent. Is he going to catch one. it, Chris? Oh, I will see. What did I say? I don't know. You called him Jared Goff. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know why? Because I just saw something right before you mentioned it where it said, the Rams had Goff. They there, sent though. him to the Lions for Matt Stafford, two number one overall picks, and then they get Carson Wentz, who was a number two overall pick right after Goff. That's why I have that comparison in my head. But I, w- I bet you Wentz has a a um, what's his name Baker Mayfield type game is uh, his first time back with the Rams, and then I think he just goes back to just being his Indianapolis Colts type Carson Wentz for the rest of the year, just. Maybe good enough to get a backup job somewhere else next season. I just don't see him pulling the Rams out of the gut that they're in right now. Well, I, I can't wait till next year he pulls off that picture he did with like when he wore like three different teams merchandise so, on his body. So he he's gonna like, wear like Rams colored cleats now. Yeah, Rams cleats, Eagles helmet, commanders jersey, um, and cold shorts. Cold yeah, cold shorts. So add that to the collection. And if he's he plays for another team, he can have like their team colored socks. Yeah, that 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 kicks ass. Like even though I swear, I was saying, dude, the Raiders should pick up Wentz. Literally, he is. If anybody can make Wentz not terrible, it's freaking Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Literally, the best weapons he's had since 2017. I don't think his weapons are bad in L.A. I mean, he's got Cup and Nakua, but like I mean, and he'll get Higby, Kyra Higby's not bad. Yeah, Higby's no. not bad. Higby's he's not, not bad. If he, Higby's kind of like a Gerald Everett. He's he's yeah. top sixteen. Yeah, like I'm, I'm rooting. I saw that. I mean, fourth team. So I mean, it's like you go, dummy. You do it. Yeah, like come on. Like, it's uh, it's like Rob Schneider in the longest yard. You can do it. <laughs> I saw that picture of uh of uh Carson Wentz and just dressed in every single team's type of apparel that he used to hit that he's played for in his career. And the first thing I thought of was, this is probably what Kirk Cousins would look like if he dressed himself. If like if his wife wasn't there to like pick his clothes out for him. So I remember he said in his little QB thing on uh, Netflix that his wife picks his shit out for him. Yeah, what where does he get his stuff at? Is it Target? Do I forget I forget the oh, shop? I'm literally I buy eighty percent of my clothes at like TJ Maxx or Dick's Sporting Goods. I really don't really That's buy where my I shit. go. Yeah, really. If I need to get something nice, I go to men's warehouse and I have a guy pick it out for me. Yeah. Just like all right, I need this and this and this. All right, let me measure you. Yeah, all right, I, give me an hour. Come back, he's got yeah, a form. Like, right, if I ever go to a shop I usually i usually just look for whichever like female attendant is available because i feel like i'm going to be in something good because if i have another guy dress me i just i'd like to listen sometimes i pick shit out and my wife's like why are you pairing that together i'm not having another guy do that to me yeah you find i got sometimes i'll go to like ross if i want some like fresh drip i know they got that Ross. my sister-in-law loves ross where's the closest ross there's not one up in connecticut there's one there's one like there was like one by me, and dude, they had like the most random NFL jerseys. They had like Devontae Adams Packers, Derek Derek Carr Raiders, Cam Newton Panthers. No, you can DMC. find some like Jays and like serious like Nike stuff there. Like it's crazy. Oh, like, it's drip for less. Yeah, because like everyone tries to sell their shit, or like they um, is it it's a, it's a consignment shop, right? Or is it like they get discount stuff? Uh it's like it's like discount stuff. I think yeah. It's kind of like a, it's like a half priced, like, like it's um, like TJ Maxx but blue. Con- it's yeah. a TJ Maxx but Midwest. Got it. Yeah, TJ yeah. Maxx in the hood, Ross. 
trip for less. Midwest, yeah, whatever. Either way, uh, yeah, so Carson to the Rams. I really hope he actually plays. Even though Rams fans are denying, like, staff will be back after the bye week. I'm like, yeah, sure. Is it his throwing hand? Is it his throwing hand that's that's hurt or whatever? I think it is his throwing hand. That's the crazy part. I still forget, like, he got traded for golf. Like, they just switched teams. Like, it's just like, is do you was that a balanced trade? I mean, I don't know. We could we can have a we have a nice little talk about it though, because it is interesting if you really think about I think obviously the I'm biased to say that I think the the Rams, not biased, but I think the Rams won the deal in the end because they got that Super Bowl win right away. But overall, I think Detroit's making the most from that trade. I know they got the most, obviously, you know, picks from it because they were the ones that were giving up the asset to the, the Rams. But to see what they've done with those picks and how they've turned that team around since, you know, that since that trade happened a few years ago, they're already building their way back up to being the top of that division. So I think in the long run, I think the Lions could take it away if they can win a Super Bowl in the next three to five years. But I think at this, like, if you look at the short run, the battle was definitely won. Oh, yeah, no, they paid, the, they paid a short distance. They paid literally their future for that one title. And it's yeah. great. Now it, it was good for them. Yeah. It was also lame as fuck yeah. watching their uh, their Super Bowl parade with like 40 people at it. Yeah. It was- Honestly, if the, if the Lions win a Super Bowl with as their quarterback, I'd say the Lions. And at any point in time, I'd say the Lions won that trade in the Dude, long even run. Even if just the Lions the make it to the like the cha- NFC Championship game, they win the deal because you have to see the differences. The Rams just needed one more, one more win. They were this close in 2018. That's true. Yeah, I forgot. The Lions are were literally the bottom of the barrel. What Jared Goff and Dan Campbell have done already is worth so much to that city because it's built a winning culture that, like, I'm not saying, listen, like, a Super Bowl is the ultimate prize. Let's not act like it's not, but it's a lot closer than people think because the Lions were literally the worst franchise in sports, and now we're talking about them being the third best team in the NFC. Possibly second, depending on how you rank San Fran right now. Yeah, yeah, they went from uh, they went from being top five pickers in the draft every year to they're like, on their way to being bottom five. Yes. I don't want to play. I'd rather play San Francisco because yeah, we match right. up better. We we also we where we live we live rent free in their heads, but you know Detroit we've whooped their ass the last two times we played them. They kind of got it out for us. I don't want to play Detroit. I don't want to play Detroit. We barely beat them last year. We only beat them by three. yeah. Last year we like ran the ball for like six thousand yards, but like. They were doing they, – they kept up with us also. Dude, by the way, they killed us because DeAndre Swift killed us, and now he plays for us, which is hilarious. <laughs> but um, only running back to run for a th- uh, 100 yards last year besides Brian Robinson, so honest. So fun fact. Um, by the way, Chris, I want to bring something up to you as an Eagles fan. So you remember how it's in like Philadelphia? Because we're going to talk about Sunday football first, obviously. Eagles beat the Cowboys. A couple of points I want to bring up. But the first one is everyone talking about how the Eagles have this rough back-end schedule after their bye. Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. Then they have their three. Then they have their four-week bye if they end up getting the first seed. They get the Giants, then the Cardinals, and the Giants again. So it's like the back end of that schedule is abysmal, but it's that five-game stretch. Now, hear me out. We get the Chiefs off a of bye. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's almost undefeated off a of bye. So that game's going to be rough. I think we might lose to the Chiefs. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like, I know we're going in 8-1. and one. We have a, a two-game lead what, in the division. Like, do you contemplate on resting Hurts, even though he's got the bad knee, just for that Monday night game? We'll see how he's running. Because, I mean, I've had an MCL sprain before. It just yeah. depends on how bad it is. If, if like, listen, I saw him run, and I he he looked like he was a little – it, like he was limping a little bit, but like I've come, I, a unathletic white boy from Southbury, Connecticut, who was not the peak of physical human condition like Jalen Hurts is, came back in two in a week and a half. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, he's just I, a different breed of tough. Yeah, I know he's 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 a super he, he's a superhuman. He's he's that same breed as like Adrian Peterson and like Aaron Rodgers allegedly, like these guys who just like heal so fast. But hear me out. We get the Bills then. The Bills aren't as good as they used to be, and it's in Philadelphia. Then we get San Francisco 
off of their Thursday night football game in uh, in our house. Then we get Dallas off of their Thanksgiving game in Jerry World, which we call the link, the link the link West. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get Seattle in Seattle, but it's a four o'clock game. So it's they're all the only one I think we will lose. I think we will lose to the Chiefs. I think so too. I but mean, the last four. I give us a puncher's chance in every single one of them. If not, I give us a puncher's chance to get the Chiefs. But I just know how Andy Reid is off a of bye. He's probably prepping for the Eagles game already. Yeah, you know it's crazy if they beat us on, uh, you know, whenever when we come that bye, like the media is gonna blow up. Oh well, the Chiefs did it again. They beat the Eagles twice in a row. And then, it's okay. Like, they- we'll see. We'll see him in February. Like that's 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 my response. It's like, all right, listen, we'll still be there in January. Bring They're your A shaky. game. They've been a little shaky though, those Chiefs. I Listen, mean, also let's let's be fair. If it wasn't for Tua just jump dropping the snap, the Dolphins beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I got beef with Tua, and we'll talk about it during the one sentence game in about 10 minutes. I'm but, with him. Oh my god, I am too. I, I, I was giving him so much credit after the Eagles game, and then like I watched and First of all, you're down 21 nothing. I don't know if that's Mike McDaniel or two. I couldn't tell which was worse. And then they started making comeback. But let's be honest, Raheem Moser carried them in that game on those last two on those last two drives they got inside the red zone. What's what's annoying to me is like the Chiefs, it seems like it just takes like the bare minimum for them to win these football games. Like a lot of games they're winning have just been like scrappy. It's you like know, the Patriots back when we were kids. Like psychological warfare is how they beat half the teams. Not putting up a bunch of points, just like just doing the bare minimum to get the job done. But you're so worried about what they do, you don't focus on your own shit. The exactly. teams who beat the Chiefs, like the Broncos, just focus on doing their thing because they have nothing else to focus on. So I think that's the biggest problem why teams lose to the Chiefs is like the Patriots where Matt Jets have experienced this for near two decades is that when you focus on the opposing team, you can't play your game and you will lose. When you focus on yourself and you make the other team focus on the game you're playing, you will win. Ergo Philadelphia. Oh, Dallas doesn't want us to run the football? Yeet! Just chucking the ball around the yard. Yeah, oh, like, they're starting to play cover two again? Okay, we're going to hand the ball off to Swift. That what? That just last drive from when they had the ball, when we punted the ball, they were down at like the 20-25. Well, I mean, listen, listen, the Brad, that was intentionally underthrown by Dak. If James gets his head around that ball, game's over because he'll run back and catch that pass as a pickoff. It was a great draw penalty by Dak. Let's let's call it what it is. Dak saw Bradbury's running step for step. They had a guy over the top. The only way he's getting this throw off and it's not ending the game is if he throws it behind the corner and the corner doesn't get his back turned fast enough. Mm-hmm. And boom. Yep. And there it is. And so here's the kicker, right? But what happens? Dallas does a Dallas thing. When the game is on the line, and shout out to Julian from uh, Pick a Side Pod because he said this perfectly. When the game is on the line, the Cowboys will find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. I'm paraphrasing here, obviously. But what he said, I was like, that makes so much sense. Think about what happens, right? They block Hassan Reddick, but they forget. We also have another Pro Bowl edge rusher on the other side, and Josh Sweat. Sweat gets the sack. Brandon Graham, we need two key stops, gets the sack. Dak needs to put the ball in a place where the tight end can score the touchdown, which would have been the go-ahead touchdown. No, he throws it short of the goal line, the guy's knees down. Dak steps out of bounds on that two-point conversion attempt, which would have allowed them just to kick a field goal instead of taking all those sacks and everything else. So there's so many different things that the Cowboys just do wrong. Where Philadelphia, you need a stop, they make a stop. This one got a little dicey, but they make the stop. Jalen needs to Jalen, I think, is six and zero when he's down by two scores or more, or one a score, a touchdown and a half or more. He's like six and zero in his last six games. Mm-hmm. When he's down, yeah, it's like the last one he lost was literally the Super Bowl. Yeah, and even then. The Even then, if it wasn't for that holding penalty, he's getting two and a half minutes down by three. He's whipping that shit to the end zone. 
So we're done by four. So here's the, that. This is the thing, right? We need to obviously look at this from the standpoint that the Dallas Cowboys are a great football team. They are a solid seven and a half out of ten. And there's only about seven, eight teams in the NFL right now who are a seven and a half or higher. If I gave them a 10 rating, right? There's only two, eight, there's only two teams that are ranked nine and a half or higher. One, and they both reside in the Beltway region. One is the Philadelphia Eagles. And two is the Baltimore Ravens, who I think are the best team in football right now. The Eagles are not. The Baltimore Ravens are. The Baltimore Ravens don't have a hole in their entire defense. They make their average receivers a Arthur P- or a a oxygen oxygenarian freaking Odell Beckham Jr. and an unproven rookie from Boston fucking college in Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson and a revolving door of running backs who you can't pronounce their name because everyone gets hurt in that backfield. That being said, they still kick your ass. They go out and get Kyle Vanoy. He has five fucking or six fucking sacks in five games. It's incredible. The Baltimore Ravens are. My mom asked me the other day. She came in as I was watching uh, the end of the game. She goes, Who's going to the Super Bowl? And my buddy asked me the same thing the night before we were at the bar because he listens to the show as well. And I said, If it's the AFC, you tell me today, you ask me today if I had to put money, my my gun to my head, who's going to the Super Bowl? It's Baltimore. They had their stumble, and now they're killing everybody. They are also built to beat a Kansas City. Because there's no weapon you can take away. They can beat you 15 different ways. And they have guys with experience mixed with guys who do not. And there's also something to be said about guys who have no playoff experience because they don't they don't get affected. They don't let it get in their heads. And the best part is Lamar has the best pass completion percentage in the NFL right now. It's like 70 plus. And then you go on the other side, you have Philadelphia and everything they've done. Then you go down 50 feet of shit to quote Billy Bean or Brad Pitt playing Billy Bean. And then there is the Niners, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Bengals. And I'll throw in the Dallas Cowboys. Then you go down, it's the next level of teams that are like close, but they're not there really. It's just two teams. It's the Bills and it's the Seahawks. Then you go down to the rest of the NFL and you can pick it out from there. But what cracks me up about all of this, right, is that, oh, also the Chiefs are in that second tier division. Um, Actually, no, the Chiefs get their own little part of the platform. Because the NFL loves them and they'll find ways to win games. So they get their own little, mm-hmm. like, and so it's like, we'll see you in January. They get the Patriots treatment now. Um, so that all being said, Dallas is a great roster. They have good players. Dak had a great game last night. He made the right read throwing a CD. Just you're kind of fucked either way, man. That's why nobody really does those underneath and lateral things. It's like, it's like you basically have a wall of defenders in front of that end zone. What's your name's Tyreek Hill? You're not weaseling through that. I almost feel bad for Dak because I know he got a lot of shit from that game. And I'm mean, looking at his stats. That's probably the best he's played. But listen, yeah. I hear one more Cowboys fan saying I was a moral victory. I'm going to puke. Yeah, I'm going to puke. Also, also mm-hmm. idiots win football games. Uh, I heard about our group chat was talking about the <laughs> Eagles fan base calling us idiots, whatever, because we eat horse shit. Who cares? Idiots win football games. Say whatever you want. Listen, Cowboys fan, everyone, ever, everyone and their mother after winning the Super Bowl is like, will you guys eat shit on the floor? I'm like, no, one drunk asshole from Philadelphia ate horse shit. Yeah. I, uh, fucking Canucks fans burned down a fucking city and they lost the damn Super Bowl. I mean, damn NHL, Stanley Cup. And that's hockey. It's a fourth-tier sport. Um, my favorite thing about all this is that every Cowboys fan I see on TikTok, every Cowboys sports commentator, and the best – the best of the best is Skip Bayless and Michael Irvin. It's like an echo chamber. Keyshawn Johnson, God bless you. Because, damn, bro, he's just sitting there like these two idiots with these fucking Cowboys. And this is the unfortunate problem with the Cowboys right now with Fox and 
with Skip because Skip will be toting their praises till they inevitably lose to the Niners or the Lions in the first round. But that's my take on Sunday Night Football. The Eagles shot themselves in the foot repeatedly, had a hobbled Jalen Hurts. James Bradbury made the bonehead play of the century. Or not not the bonehead, but like he made a bonehead play. Hassan Reddick hit Dak a little too late, and he still won. That's my takeaway. We shot ourselves in the foot for almost an entire quarter, and we still won. Great teams find a way to win. Yeah. That's well, wish I could say that. You'll be there. Maddie, next year, I, I have a very real feeling that there's going to be a very scary team not named Miami. Because here's the thing. If this season the AFC East proves us anything, it's that the AFC East is wide fucking open. There is no question in my mind. Because Miami's as soft as melted mozzarella cheese. The Bills have more problems than a Nissan CVT OG transmission. If you don't know what those are, look it up. Those are the ones that sound like a ping pong machine after fifty thousand mm-hmm. miles. Yeah, no, they're they're terrible. They're terrible. It's a terrible engine and transmission combination. Nissan should be ashamed of themselves. My mother has one. It's, it's abysmal. And the Patriots have the rebuild of all rebuilds because they have a curmudgeon in the. It's like it's like America. They have a curmudgeon in the office who refuses to leave. So yeah, the uh, congratulations, Jets. A- There's a power vacuum. Aaron could play thirty percent of what capitalize. he was. Aaron could be thirty percent of what he was in his MVP seasons, and they still win that division by two games. Yep. Because the biggest problem in Buffalo is they refuse to acknowledge the fact that Josh can't win you every game, and just signing big name players isn't going to do everything. You have to draft the right guys too. I feel like the Bills always get overhyped. Like they do. Like I feel like they've just been always well, overhyped. Because Josh Allen is the best quarterback on an average team. Yeah. Let's and be like, honest. Yeah. Like I I feel bad for the dude because like yeah, he's, throw, he's dating Haley Steinfeld. He's, he's he's not doing too bad for himself. Yeah, I mean, but they just throw everything in the kitchen sink at him. Like Josh always has to bail them out. So it's like that's what's going to happen in the playoffs, too. Like, last year, they almost lost to Skylar Thompson. Oh, and my God, I forgot about that. My partner didn't cover, but at that point, I was like, dude, I don't even give a shit. This is awesome. Dude, and then they lost the following week at home to the Bengals in the snow. Like, it's just like this guy has to throw, like, five or six touchdowns just for them to just squeak by against these teams. Well, I think this is the last year of this GM. If they don't figure it out. They can't blame injuries forever because they don't work the run game either. Yeah, all. James Cook is not a good running back. I, I think I think Leonard Fournette's on the roster. I'm not sure. Damien Harris was a thing. I'm not sure. He was hurt. Like, he got hurt. I know that. But yeah, I remember they, they like never used Devin Singletary either. So hey, David, like, zero catches. Like, what the shit is that? Oh, I had him. Yeah, they, they've been using Shakir a lot. I know. But exactly and, my point. Um, yeah, All right, no, we're talking I mean, about the top. You guys ready to get some comedy going? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. All let's right, so it. we're going to kick it off with America's favorite game. Matthew, I got the timing. You got the scores ready? All right, let me get those. And then we'll talk a little college ball. We'll break down um, any other sports news, and we'll get out of here so these boys can go enjoy their nights. I can go write up more work because I never own enough time. All right. Whenever you're ready, Maddie, let me know. Nah, I'm ready. All right. Timer is set for 20 seconds. You guys know the rules. You got 20 seconds to let it rip, drop a take, say something funny, yell at the screen, whatever works for you. We're going to start. Maddie, let it rip. You're up first. All right, we have our Thursday night game Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett still is just. Kenny Pickett. Will Levis didn't look that bad. Second game start in the NFL um, and named the starter going ahead. The, uh, Derrick Henry's picking it up. Uh, Pittsburgh wins. Big game. Justin, take a time. All right, I'll go quick. Uh, free GPZ. George Pickens, man. Free George Pickens, bro. Uh, Matt Matthew America is now he's now called by uh, Tone Diggs on the Mac of the show. Matt Canada. Still the worst OC in football. Um... And, Jesus, this game was terrible. Will Levis is still an underrated rookie. 
right. Intern, go! Um, I think this game was definitely won by the defense. Uh, Steelers defense always comes up big in pit. Um, they did the job at the end of the game, so good win for them. Very nice. All right. Matty, next up. Uh, next up, we have our Germany game, the Chiefs against the Miami Frauds. The best offense in the league, once again, losing to an above 500 team. Who would have thought the Miami Dolphins 6-0 and against under 500 teams? 0-3 against... 0-3 against over 500 teams, and the Chiefs continue to get bailed out. 400 days. Plus, I think it's like over 400 bases they won a game against the 500. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, about a year ago. Yeah. All right. Starting off with your your boy. All right. Tua, buddy, listen, what makes champions is actually throwing the understanding, listen, you fall in this ball, this game is over. You guys are so close. How do you drop that fumble? Hit you right in the damn hands, brother. Listen, he's a very talented thrower of the football, but his delivery and crunch time, everyone overrates because of one throw to Devontae Smith. I said what I said. Chris, go. Uh, I don't really have much in this game. Just, just I was promised a shootout, and I was let down dearly. Um, couldn't really say anything about the refs this time because this game was international. So, um, good Good win for uh, Kermit the Frog and the Chiefs. There you go. All right, Matt, what's next? He muted himself. Damn, this is rock. Speaking right. of what I was saying was, speaking of a shootout, what I thought was going to be a shootout was probably one of the worst games I've seen offensively, which the Seattle Seahawks versus the Baltimore Ravens. My opinion, like Jared was saying, I think the Ravens are AFC uh, Super Bowl favorites. The Seahawks, they just – I. They just didn't have an answer. They tried. They did not succeed. And the Ravens just comfortably, comfortably won. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, Kelsey's never allowed to give me betting advice ever again. He criticizes my gambling, but then tells me to take the Seahawks as an upset pick. Dad, now I know how Chris feels. Chris has had a beef with Kelsey since week one. I don't – like, that game was ugly, man. That game, that game was just terrible. All right, intern. Uh, I'm I'm just happy I have the Baltimore defense in fantasy. Me too. Uh, they, they they showed out, ranked number two across the board. Um, they kicked some ass. Held Geno to 157 and INT. Held Kenneth Walker to 16 yards. I mean, if that ain't dominance, I don't know what is. All right, Maddie. Next up, uh, we have probably the second worst game of the night and we have the Cleveland Browns versus the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know who Clayton Tune is. I've heard of him. Um, but he had a Malik Willis type game for 20 for 58 yards, two, two interceptions. Uh, they, they didn't score a point. Anybody that didn't watch that game, he didn't miss much. 27 to zero was the score. Um, Mark Cooper had a wild helmet catch in the end zone kind of thing. Uh, but other than that, yeah. I'm not crowning Deshaun Watson back playing the Cardinals. The only reason I watch the Browns is because of Amari Cooper and um, Miles Garrett. Chris? Mm, I don't have much about this game. It's cool. It was, a, it was a shutout. I mean, I don't really expect anything from the Cardinals. They're in a complete rebuild, but I know they got Kyler Murray back this week, but never heard of this Clayton Toon guy, so hopefully he sticks around. That's a great name. All right. Now you go. <laughs> I don't think he's going to stick around. Um this was this was probably the best game I saw out this whole weekend, which was the Houston Texans versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, C.J. Stroud is him, 470 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, 30 for 42 completion um, completed passes. Um, best quarterback in the draft, like I think me and Jared predicted he would be. We thought he was going to be better in than Mason. Bryce Young. Yep, and Mason. And um, I mean Baker Mayfield didn't have a bad game either, but C.J. Stroud is just taking the Texans to another level four and four right now. That, that video of uh, Tank Dell and CJ doing the little dance in the end zone. I got that shit stuck yeah. in my head now. All right. Um, yeah, no, me and Mason should get fucking scouting jobs for the amount of like ass kissing we were doing for CJ Stroud. I called him Aaron Rodgers 2.0. Everyone laughed at me. Uh, bingo. That throw to Tank Dell at the end of the game. Those two throws to Tank Dell. Kill it. We're done. Chris. 
Uh, honestly, dude, I'm just happy I played against CJ Stroud and the guy put him on his bench. So the guy suffered with, I forget who he ended up playing, but he didn't reach the amount of points CJ Stroud had. Uh, good for him. I'm probably going to bet him every week from now on on the Zobers. All right, Maddie. next up. Yeah, I'm picking Stroud up in every league as a backup quarterback option if he's there. Uh, next game, um, another another pretty shitty game pretty much, but it was the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears. Tyson Bajant has not that preseason sensation that we're all watching and falling in love with. Uh, 18 to 30, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, Bears lose 24-7. All right, well, Maddie's connection reestablishes itself. I'm going to just literally abstain from talking about this game because I shouldn't have had to watch anything from this game. It was so bad. So that being said, um, next, this game was terrible. Chris? Yeah, I, uh, I, I remember I put in Chris Olave Garden at my flex position. So that's the only thing that really paid off for me in this game. Other than that, I really had no interest. I have no interest in any of these games. <laughs> Yeah, no, let, let's be honest. The 1 o'clock window, besides the Texans game and the Vikings-Falcons uh, game, was super underwhelming. All right, Matt, what's next? Uh, next, this is the uh, Arthur Smith is on the hot seat game. The Minnesota Vikings oh, okay. beating the Atlanta Falcons 31-28, to 5-4 and four in the season without Kirk Cousins. Josh Dobbs steps in with which they they said didn't have his teammates, never talked to anybody, didn't have time to practice, never took snaps under center. Just came in and went through 20 30 yards or 20 30 passes for two touchdowns, won the game for him. Josh Dobbs should be a New York Jet, but he is not because we are rolling with you know who. The real hunter. Yeah. Um, I hate Arthur Smith. All my friends hate Arthur Smith. Everybody in America, including Falcons fans, hate Arthur Smith. You are a nepotism silver spoon weenie. That beat with a cheesy mustache. That being said, it was awesome seeing Josh Jobs get that dub. That was a very wholesome moment. This uh, this man Arthur Smith literally looks like Chick Hick from Cars. Uh, <laughs> but also, I want to say is Jonah is Jonah Smith just a Jonah better Smith. fantasy pickup than? Kyle Pitts. I mean, well, under the- Arthur Smith, yes. If any other co- coach in the league gets a hold of Kyle Pitts, he's a Hall of Famer probably. Five catches, 100, 100 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, the past, like, five weeks, he's been getting more targets than Kyle Pitts. I think Kyle Pitts slept with Arthur Smith's wife, allegedly. That's got to be the reason. There's <laughs> no other way in hell. Yeah, this dude, like, I hated so hard. He had to, like, sleep with Arthur Smith's wife or something or his sister. Or he did something. He said something to him. There is no way in hell this man didn't do something behind the scenes to earn this kind of treatment. Dude, this is it's just insane, dude. <sighs> All right. Um, there's not much to say about this game. It's Rams and Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay okay, sucks. Rams suck. Can we just acknowledge we all just pass on this game? A collective pass? Yeah, I'm, I, have, I really have nothing Carson to say about this. Ram. That's it. it. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, it doesn't get much better, but Commanders first Patriots. Um, it's something I never thought I'd ever the last 23 years of football. Uh, Bill Belichick may be, may be getting a little bit of a hot seat going on right now. I, so uh, Patriots fall to four and two and seven. I, I got nothing to say on this game. Was, Worst record in the AF fucking C. Glory, glory, hallelujah. It's hilarious because one of their wins was the fucking Jets. I'm sorry, buddy. I just, yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where if only Rodgers never got hurt, probably be six and three right Chip now. Kelly seven was in a racist break. I'm probably going to catch a defamation suit for how many times I've called him racist in my lifetime at this point, but whatever. All right, what's next? Wait, I'm up. Oh boy, oh, you got your boy. The upset of the week. Give me Sam Howell. Many men. Many, 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 many. No, many, do not associate that slime ball with the greatness that is Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. <laughs> many, 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 many. 
Well, the way you're saying it kind of reminds me of Sam Howell's corny ass. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, dude, he doesn't eat red meat. You hear about that? Who? Sam Howell? Sam Howell doesn't eat red meat. Will does Levis puts mayonnaise on everything. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, um, I, I, will, about that. I wish I could tell you guys the future is bright with these uh, games, but these next two. Colts at Panthers. Uh, Bryce Young is not. Bryce Young is not looking like he's that guy in, in the Carolina. I don't know if it's the team, the system, what it's going to be, but the Colts are finding out how to just ways to win games without Anthony Richardson, and uh, Panthers are just Panthers are on their way to being the first pick in the NFL draft. Nice. Yeah, Panthers are bad. You hear that, guys? Panthers are bad. They're not back. They're bad. They're bad. And we're talking about the stash, baby. It's Minshew Mania in Indianapolis. Another guy probably should have been a Jet. I love Minshew. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys got anything on that game or if we're going to pass and go to an even worse one. Yeah, just pass on it. Grip it and rip it. All right. There's probably... Another top five worst game of the week: Giants and Raiders. The Raiders defense came alive I with the firing of uh, called this. <laughs> McDaniel's is out, Pierce's in, and thirty points on offense on that game. Uh, just, it's uh, not a team that I want to play coming off of a, this kind of a loss because now we got to go Sunday night and play the Raiders. So, um, just just a horrible game all around. Poor Daniel Jones comes back after a neck injury, tears ACL. Then Danny DeVito comes in and throws a touchdown. To <laughs> yeah, no, uh, my favorite part about all of this is that, like, I knew the Raiders were going to kick the piss out of whoever they played next, and I saw the schedule. I'm like, oh, they're playing the Giants. Oh, I'm definitely betting on this now. This game is shit, dude. A lot of these games suck this week. That's why I didn't watch it, dude. I literally had to. By the way, NFL, you subjected the entire Northeast Giants Raiders. I don't even think Giants or Raiders fans, Raiders fans. I don't think Giants fans wanted to watch that game. So the fact that it, it, it took until the last Cowboys drive for you dummies to switch over to Eagles Cowboys. Oh, speaking of Eagles Cowboys. Eagles and Cowboys 28-23 Philly game win. of the fucking year so far. Besides Texas, um, this at least at least for the Eagles and the Cowboys, this was like the best game in the NFC East so far. This was just fun. We throw uh, game I, I gotta game get. I expected the uh, expected the Eagles to obviously win. I know we talked about that on the show. We all picked pretty much the Eagles to win that game. Um, poor Dak Prescott had probably the best game of his of his entire season last uh, this past Sunday going, I think, 375 for three touchdowns. Still didn't get the job done. Philly's superior team in the East. Oh, my God. Cry me a fucking river, Cowboys fans. Shut the fuck up. I hear you guys bitch one more time about a, a fucking... It was a, it was a moral victory. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have took the sack. Or maybe I should have threw the ball away. Make a smart QB decision, dipshit. Oh. But by the way, idiots win football games. Fuck them, Cowboys. Winners win football game. games. Idiots win football games. We're going to put that on a T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of like hesitant to give Chris access to Bonfire because I feel like it's either going to be amazing or horrifying. Yes. There's no I'll run my ideas by you, and then you you make that decision. Until you're on beer 11, and then we have a problem. Yes. I won't drink. I'll just make my ideas sober. I can't do that. Fair enough. All right. And, uh, Maddie, I know what's coming next, uh, the last oh, game. Oh, we got one, one, just one more before we get to that misery. Um, no, Sunday... Yeah, Sunday football. Oh, yeah. Sunday night football. Bengals and the Bills. The Bills have many kryptonites. Zach Wilson is one of them. Um, and another one is Joe Burrow and the Bengals. The Bengals, again, take care of business. They win 24-18. Bills continue to just fall. They're currently out of the playoff picture as we speak. And Bengals are starting to climb back, being 5-3. and three. We'll make it. We'll make it. Oh, I know, I know. But at this very moment... The Steelers the Browns, are a ticking time bomb, let's be honest. At this very moment, the entire AFC North are in the playoffs. 
if yeah, the season were to end today. That's not going to stick. No, it's not. But the only team out of that entire division, not in the Ravens, who's going to make the Super Bowl, is probably the fucking Bengals because they played a complete Bengals game last night. That's the team we were at. We were pitched. That was the team we were advertised when they showed up to play. Now for the the uh, Bills, got some work to do, fellas. Um, what I'm gonna say is, I think just Joe Burrow owns Josh Allen. He just always beats him, no matter like where the setting is, Buffalo, Cincinnati. So did him Bangalore. and Haley Steinfeld have to share part an ownership in a deed, or what's the deal? Yeah, like I mean, like maybe she wants a slice of Joey B, Joe Shiesty. Yeah. Once he started with the weird, once he started with the freaking uh, the fur coat and shit, I'm like, okay, this guy smells his own shit too much. Yeah, they said he looks like that Macaulay Culkin mugshot <laughs> because he's he's been in Ohio for too long. Have you ever seen that Macaulay Culkin? He's an Ohio fuck. He's born in Ohio, raised yeah. in Ohio. This is what Ohio does to you after seven months, and then it's yeah, no, he's, he's, that, he's been drinking Ohio water since he was an infant, so. It's a different story. All right. All right, Matt. We got to rip the bandaid off. All right. We have the, in my opinion, the worst game that I witnessed this entire week. We have the Jets and the Chargers. Now, if I were to tell you that the Jets defense gave up only 136 passing yards and 84 rushing yards, adding up to, like, I believe just under 220 total yards, would you believe me that I said that the Jets were going to lose by 21 points? That's just a fucking surd that you can, it's just robbery. It is like, it's, it's a crime. For this team to have a top five or whatever the hell the defense is and to have such an incompetent terrible offense that you're four and four you're just wasting this defense's time i just the zach wilson took a major step back this past game it's not entirely him i mean lazard dropped passes he committed three penalties for 44 yards cj ozama dropped a pass in the end zone for a touchdown but he, I was watching his decision-making. He did not look good. He looked like last year's Zach Wilson. I, I just don't know how. I that, It was just a terrible performance, especially when you have every single team in your division lost the day before, and all you had to do was win this game at home on Monday night. You'd be a half game out of first. You'd be in second place comfortably, and you just couldn't even get the job done. This is on Nate Hackett. This is on the coaching. This is on Zach Wilson, and this is on... Lazard for his penalties, his drop passes, was almost drop pass, but mostly it's Zach Wilson because he looked like shit last night. And it's, um, I just don't see how that current team is going to beat the Raiders next week if the offense can't score more than six points. They won't. Yeah. The, Raiders are pro- the Raiders are like my sleeper team now to actually make a wild card spot because I think they may kick everyone's head in that they play. Um, the good news is for the Jets. You can work out all the kinks that you would have glazed over without Aaron Rodgers there. So next year when you have Aaron Rodgers in, you can just play football. I think this is the best case scenario because if they won a couple games where they're just like, how do we win this? You're not learning anything. You're not adjusting. You're just like, oh, we won. Great. Now it's like, oh, okay. So our offense is inept without Aaron Rodgers. We need to work on our personnel, our offensive line, yada, yada, yada. So this is all learning experience. The Jets basically get a free year of, hey, let's tweak and fix things because we're not winning the damn Super Bowl anyway. Yeah, yeah the only beauty of it all is that to hear Aaron Rodgers go to Derwin James, uh, give me a couple more weeks to get the fan base all riled up. Like, no way this guy's coming back on Black Friday. And then he walks it back on Pat McAfee. He goes, all right, I think that's an unrealistic expectation. And I'm like, buddy, you can't do this to us. You didn't even explain what you meant more weeks but he's already dropping back and throwing passes i so uh i'm holding out some sort of ounce of something that i see him in like january in a meaningful game i probably or at least like the last game of the season face a couple snaps yeah i don't know i mean he just he was dropping back a little harder this time whipping the passes and it just looked like every week he's getting better um but i don't know man it's just he's he's completely off a boot he's no cart no anything it's insane or is he still wearing those ultra-padded freaking sneakers? Um, I don't know. I did not. I didn't notice, but I can tell you that he didn't need any sort of assistance walking on the field, walking off the field, coming into the stadium. He was completely out of everything. Fair enough. All righty. That is the one-sentence game. 
Chris, any thoughts quick before we roll out of here on Jets Chargers? No, I just hate Zach Wilson. I feel bad for Matt that he has to keep attending these games and watching that piece of shit. Yeah, so. I just you know it's um, honestly, truthfully, like after that Chiefs game, I really saw like a difference. I just he looked more confident. Like I know he wasn't having crazy eye-opening wild games, but he just seemed like. Making he just looked like he was making smarter decisions. He was making more accurate passes. He was having more completions, better completion percentage, better QB, QBR, and everything. And he just he it looked like it, down, it, it all came crashing down. And the last time we had that primetime game, he was lighting it up against the Chiefs. So you think the Chargers come in? I'm like, all right. They did what you would hope that defense would do. They kept them under 220 total yards, and he just. I just I didn't see that whole twenty four seconds no problem type Zach Wilson so it was just it was very upsetting. It just shows how freaking bad the New York Giants are. Yeah, it's um, praying Rodgers comes back someday. I just it's just very frustrating too because you look at this team after that game and you're like you know what what happened if what what if they dressed the quarterback what if they got Josh Dobbs what if they got Carson Wentz what if they traded for Jacoby Brissett? Fellas, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news. This is what we have to look forward to Thursday and Sunday morning. So our Thursday night football game this week is the West Virginia meet the West Virginia Beast quarterback of the uh, Chicago Bears. His name escapes me. I just know he looks like if Jason Williams stayed playing quarterback and still want to play basketball. And the Carolina Panthers, Bears Panthers. Let that sink in for a second. Who's the dummy who picked that one? And then <clears throat> from Jomini. We have the matchup of the century. Gardner Minshew versus Mac Jones. Ding, ding. Let's hit a heavyweight title fight. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so we're going to do a quick little look through. I, I, I'm interested now thoroughly to see, because we usually do our Monday Night Preview at this point of the show, but Monday Night Football is yesterday, so we don't have to talk about it. All right, let's see. So, oh, we get Joe Burrow versus C.J. Stroud. Interesting matchup. We get, are the Browns going to keep the Ravens uh, to hit the brakes a little bit? Possible good game there. We get Jags Niners, Chase, Chase Young's debut for the uh, 49ers. We get Lions Chargers, a lot of offense in that ball game. And, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I, I could say that Raiders-Jets is going to be a good game. I'd be lying. Bills-Broncos. Mm-hmm. The, the the bowl of teams shooting themselves in the foot. And then you get Seattle and Washington, the teams that have offense and defense but are horribly coached. Oh, my. So, interesting week next week. A lot of teams on by. Um, I literally am scrambling to get a last running back for uh, fantasy this week. So, should be fun. Um, fellas, uh, quit. we already talked about it a little bit, obviously, college football this week. Um, Alabama beat LSU, Oklahoma beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma lost to Oklahoma State, and Caleb Williams crying on the sideline against Washington. Now, I have no issue with Caleb Williams crying. If he didn't say something about a boy, Max, big heart, full eyes, chest, whatever, can't lose, Max Duggan, um, crying after he lost um, to uh, Baylor last year, or Kansas State, or whoever the fuck they played in the Big Ten Championship, or Big 12 Championship, whatever it is. And um, my biggest thing about this is like Caleb Williams is just every, he's the culmination of every Gen Z or as a college quarterback, the nails, the, the antics, the Patrick Holmes wannabe play style. I, you know what? Somebody said the other day, he's like, he's the third best runner. He's the third best quarterback on my draft board now. And he's falling. I was like, he's the third best on mine. Drake Mays one. Michael Penix is two. For now, Williams is three. He better watch out. He's turning into Tower Van Dyke before our eyes. Um, that being said, uh, other than that, the Miami Hurricanes no longer have a college football team. Their program has been disbanded after that abysmal loss to North Carolina State. Uh, the fact that I had to watch, subject myself to watching that was awful. And the fact that I have to go up now and watch them on Black Friday against Boston College is terrifying me. Um, play free Emory Williams, free Jacurry Brown. Let them play. Tyler Van Dyke, you're dead to me. You little wannabe, clean shaven weenie. Um, you white Russell looking wannabe. 
Uh, that being said, that's all my thoughts on college football this week. It was kind of underwhelming. Uh, I did call Colorado and Pitt covering, so thank you to those teams for uh, winning me some money. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm checking out of uh, LSU. I just after after losing to fucking Alabama, I'm just like me and my dad have like a little college football rivalry because he's a Bama fan, I'm an LSU fan, and he was been giving me shit like the whole night. And uh, I was just, like, at the point where I'm, like, I'm fucking done. After Jaden Daniels got, like, cracked in the head, he got put on the sideline, I'm, like, I'm done with this. Like, I'm just going to wait till next year. I'm, like, yeah, I was just broken. See, I'm at my t- it's different for me because my team's literally is in the, is in the rebuilding phase. Like, yeah. we had two failed re- – we had a failed rebuild with Manny, D- Manny Diaz, a semi-incomplete rebuild with Mark Richt, and then it's been six years of re- before that. It was a bunch of rebuilds and retunes. This one feels like it's going to work, but unfortunately, we got the growing pains. And I think Tyler Van Dyke, man, that game against FSU last week, last year, like just broke him mentally. He hasn't been the same player since. And now I have to watch this schmuck probably lose us by 40 to Florida State. I may have a horrible football weekend, folks. We don't know how this is going to go. So. We'll see what happens, but uh, I, that's all I got tonight. Um, shout out to my boss, uh, Mike, for pointing this out to me. Um, Mike, Mike uh, from Delgado Stone, not Mike from uh, 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 Del, um, yeah, yeah. So he said he pointed out to me something. He goes, "I want you to look up the worst starts of sports teams had to start a season." And I said, "Why? Who's on pace?" And we talked about in the chat. We talked about the Chiefs who went zero and five, then made the fucking playoffs. The San Jose Sharks are 0 10 and 1 to start the uh, NHL season this year. And tonight, I believe they are playing the Philadelphia Flyers. So, go Flyers. Go Flyers. Chris is like, go Flyers. Man, the hockey was my number one sport in Philadelphia for the longest time. And then the Flyers just had this reign of mediocrity and it's like it can never they're always a complacent team like they're always like the seventh or eighth seed and they don't really do anything to get bounced out the first round or they stay we haven't won a cup since 75 so we have like the second longest drought in hockey so the the next two games after the uh after the uh flyers then they have the golden knights then the anaheim ducks or seven and four. Knights are by the way eleven and one. Florida Panthers six and four. Then they get the Blues, the Canucks who are nine and two. They get the Kraken who are not good at hockey, and then they get the Canadians, the Canucks again, the Caps, and then the Boston Bruins. They may finish the entire month of November without a win. Yeah. Holy I mean- shit. So uh, I think that yeah. just speaks to uh, that speaks to the level of of the character that the team has. Just such a giving team to just be willing to just deliver loss after loss, this just so somebody else can smile. We talked about in <laughs> probably two years, and I'm like actually kind of like it because I know jack shit about hockey. I'm like, yeah, Penguins, woo! That's about yeah, I it. Used to, I used to be really like you know knowledgeable with hockey, but it fell off since like the Flyers are just. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing me and Frank get along with is the fact that we're both Penguins fans. But like, I have, I don't give a fuck about um, hockey until the yeah. My Penguins four and six, last in the Metropolitan right now. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my buddy, my best man for my wedding is a huge Boston Bruins hockey fan, and I love I love my football, I love my baseball, I love right, my MMA. You know, I uh, I know nothing about hockey, and I had a, just a random I think Rangers beanie on. It was a winter time. Somebody gave it to me. I didn't care. It was freezing. I just put it on, and this guy is talking to me about the team and this and that. I'm just patting my buddy on the on his like arm, and I'm like, help bail me out. I don't know what the fuck to say to this guy. All I can think of is, yeah, Zabanej had Fox, Crater, um, fucking, I don't even know, just naming guys. I'm like, yeah, what do you think of this dude? He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Mike, I'm on my fifth guy. I don't know anybody else. Help me. I was like, oh, what about Shesterkin? He's like, ah, oh, I think he's going to be great, blah, blah, And I'm like, all right, I've maxed out my knowledge of players on my team. So um, I, guess, I guess there's nothing left to talk about, buddy. I was like, you like football? He's like, nope. I was like, all right, see ya. 
Okay, there might be breaking news about Michigan, so um, just keep in mind. I'm hearing about cash on ca- uh, cash under the table to players. Uh, so new stuff about Michigan coming out allegedly. Uh, we will have more news for you, obviously, on our Twitter account as well as our, uh, um, as well as the Thursday show. Uh, Thursday, I don't know who the fuck we're bringing on yet. I'll figure that one out. Uh, yeah, Thursday live show. Check it out. Seven o'clock Thursday. We'll try to come up better. So maybe Chris, what we'll do is we'll think of better. We'll make a, a top ten things you can do to not watch Thursday night football. That's actually pretty good. All right, so put that down in the put that down in the notes right. for America for Thursday. Also, great quote of the week this week. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Corner with Podcast. Shout out to our sponsors. Candidate's official sponsor of the One Sentence Game. Um, SeatGeek, even though you guys wouldn't let me use my promo code, promo code BellyUp20. I mean, sorry, Bellyup Sports for 20% off, for $20 off your first purchase. Because allegedly, because I, I didn't finish my purchase, they counted that as an attempt to use my, my, um, my coupon. Wasn't happy about that. Anyway. Great company, though, besides that little miscue. That it, listen, it was probably those little things so I won't hold against them. But, yeah, no. SeatGeek, official sponsor of Valley Sports and the Corner of the Podcast. And, of course, our friends over at Mahler Brothers, Mahler Bros. Cuffiest golf apparel you can buy. Promo code BellyUp for 15% off. All right, folks, we will see you guys on Thursday. I don't know who the fuck we're bringing on. It'll be a fun time, though. For myself, Matt, Chris, peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.